Are we really doing this? We're doing it. Ah! Welcome to the Bomb Tales and Cocktails podcast. I'm Shelby Lovitz, the fitness and nutrition coach for moms and soon-to-be moms, mom of three, and twin mom. My passion is helping women learn to strengthen their bodies and mind for pregnancy, postpartum, and beyond. And I'm Erin Patel, mom of two toddler boys. I work in aerospace and defense doing digital transformation and supply chain strategy, so data is in my DNA. I'm always looking for research-backed solutions to better myself as a mom and as an individual, and I love helping other moms do the same. We're here to give you the tough love, the real and raw truths on motherhood and how to do it all without losing yourself along the way. So sit back with your cocktail or mocktail and get ready to transform your mind, body, and life. Hello, beautiful moms. So today's topic was really sparked by my workout this morning. I had an awesome lift like Shelby full body workout and I just left feeling so, so good, feeling strong, feeling energized. And I looked down at my Apple watch and I'd burn around 150 calories in about 40 minutes. And honestly, I could not have cared less. So in today's episode, we're going to dive into why your calorie burn and your Apple Watch or your smartwatch may not be the best measure of progress and something that you really rely heavily on. So Right now, I am drinking, I don't know if you have heard of these before, seen these before, but if you were someone who liked Arizona iced tea or the green tea, they make like, I guess they're not seltzers, but hard iced tea and they are so good. So that is what I'm sipping on tonight. I know we keep saying we're going to commit to uh, making an actual cocktail and like organizing it and being on the same page, but it just didn't happen this week. So I'm going to, I'm going to, we've been passing back like different options. So that's progress. I'm, I'm committing to it now. We're going to, we're going to decide on something for next week. Deal. Well, I'm like sort of graduating to the cocktail um, stage of this. And I made a margarita tonight. I think Val's inspired me in her huge, gigantic glass on Sunday. Um, And I really, I just, I'm obsessed with salt in general. And I just wanted the salted rim more than anything else. So yeah, I'm doing a margarita with some Casamigos. How did you concoct it? Um... Like the ratio, yeah. What what's in it? Oh, I did Casamigos, um, Resposado, um, and then the Trader Joe's Jalapeno Limeade and Club Soda. Mm, is it good? It's delightful. I feel like Very I tried cool. the Jalapeno Limeade a while ago, and I felt like I didn't like it. But I feel like I need to maybe try it out again. I don't love it for these purposes. I like a splash of 
in a splash of water or whatever to give it more flavor is one thing. But for a margarita, it doesn't have like the punch. Like yeah. the spicy mango juice like has a consistency that feels like appropriate for a margarita. This is just too thin. <laughs> so, yeah, I feel like it didn't. Her. It wasn't like flavorful enough from what I remember. Yeah. But yeah. but it's it's what I had on hand, and yeah. I just did not want anything else. I don't know. Well, it sounds good, and all about the salt. <laughs> so, Leo. Graduated pre-K today, and it's... Did you cry? Uh, I I almost started to tear, but I think the fact, like, he... They had to sing this song, and he's been practicing it at home for so long that literally the first time he did start singing it, I started crying. <laughs> but <laughs> the fact that he's been singing it for so long, I'm like... Okay, like I can, I know what to expect. Like I've heard it before, but it was just so cute. And like they do like sign language with it. And Elle was like copying everything he was doing. She was doing it with him. And then today at the actual graduation, they were playing the song and she was like singing it with the song. Oh my gosh, that's so cute. It was so. I don't think he's, I don't think he could see her. I feel like that would make him feel so happy. I know. It was so cute. Oh, these kids are growing up too fast. Okay. So to dive into today's topic, I can say we both wear smartwatches. Um, I'm an Apple watch person and I do like it. I do wear it, except, well, I wear it when it's convenient. The battery runs out so quickly. Like, it doesn't even last a full day's worth. So, I, that's my, like, that's pretty much the reason I don't wear it is because the battery dies too much and I'm too lazy to (laughs) charge it all of the time. But in the past, I used it in a way where I would be really obsessed with it and like really keeping a close eye on how many calories I was burning, how many steps I took. And like, even, you know, I feel like 10,000 steps is this like benchmark. So I would feel like I had to get 10,000 steps in. And I literally remember like, at the end of the night pacing around my bedroom like while brushing my teeth or before getting into bed just to try and like hit that 10,000 marker and it's like does that really is that really a big deal does it really make that much of a difference so I feel like there's a mental component of this because and it was I have a Fitbit um, I dabbled in the Apple Watch for a bit and I couldn't stand the fact that it died so quickly. The Fitbit stays alive for like five days or more. Like I feel like I don't ever have to charge it and it charges really fast. But when I was so Fitbit does like streaks. So when I was pregnant, I like I was doing a lot of walking the second time around with Zane. And I hit like a 10 day streak and then a 20 day streak. And then like before I knew it, I was at like a hundred days. 
And it was like creeping to the end of the third trimester. I think I ended up getting to like 120 days. But because of that like streak there, I was like, I'm not letting this go. Like then I became obsessed with it just because of the streak. I didn't even care about the steps themselves. I just like wanted to keep that going. Um, so like, I remember like one time it was like, it's a bit freezing, but for some reason, my sister and I were like really layered up and I needed like, I don't know, 1500 steps. And she's like, let's go, let's go. Let's run to the end of the block and we'll come back. And then like other nights, same thing. I'd be like pacing around my room, like running in place, just trying to get like the last 500 just to keep that streak going. And yeah, just for no reason. Then post up in the delivery room and the rest of history, no more streaks. Uh, I'll never forget this too. Like one time, um, when I first had Leo, like I, I used to have a Fitbit and I was wearing, I was wearing it and like holding him and I like scratched him or like did something where I like hit it, hit him and he started crying and I felt so like such a terrible mom. And Ben was like, Oh, is it really like important that you're wearing your Fitbit right now? Like when you're just like not doing like sitting at home. And then I just like felt even, <laughs> felt even worse about it. It was all for nothing. Oh, those yeah. things are like so traumatic that I remember the first time I was, or I don't know, it was like the first time I was clipping Ari's nails, but the first time I nicked him and like he like moved or something and I lopped off his fingertip and there was just blood everywhere. Oh. And because, you know, your phalanges, they bleed a lot. And I remember like texting you and Katie, be like, I'm the worst mom <laughs> in the world. <laughs> He's bleeding everywhere. Oh, I know. So tough. But I feel so- like now, especially like lately, I use my Fitbit a lot differently than I used to. Like I used to obsess over the calories, the steps, like the stuff that seemed like it was progress but wasn't actually like true progress so now the things that i focus on focus on are the sleep tracking i like monitoring my heart rate like there's something empowering about like seeing it come down like your resting heart rate and knowing that like that's like a pretty healthy condition or at least you know according to the fitbit i don't know how accurate it is but it's better than anything else i have um and then ever since i got the peddler I never used to get zone minutes ever, but now I get zone minutes and I'm like, wow, this is like, this is cool. But I also get zone minutes when I wash my hair, which is a little pathetic. So that kind of bodes to the, how much is it really influencing things and what is it, is it like the accuracy of what it's tracking? Um, but those are the three things that I like mostly focus on. Yeah, yeah. no, that's good. And I think those are like good, healthy things to focus on oh, right. i just got a notification from fitbit right now saying nailed it you met your step goal for the day Ooh, what's your step goal yes it's set to ten thousand, but i don't get celebrated yeah. anymore i used to do like a little dance on my mm. watch anyway sorry no so yes while we both do wear them and use them we really don't base our effort and progress off of those numbers at all. And here's why. So number one, 
it's really not a hundred percent accurate. So we're putting so much like weight into these numbers and calories that you're burning, but it's really not as accurate as you're thinking it may be. Yes, it's like a good, probably a good baseline, but it's not something that we should like, you know, really try to um, base, like, like, yeah, like build our success around. Yeah. And even like, times during my workout today, I looked down and like my heart rate was just like spinning. It wasn't really picking up my heart rate. So um, if I hadn't been looking at that, you know, like I wouldn't have realized that it's not really picking up my heart rate. So it's not taking into account um, any calories I'm burning. And then I would have like seen the calories at the end of my workout and Little did I know, like, it wasn't even picking up my heart rate during the workout. And then you would have used that as a measure of success and felt bad about yourself when really that was artificial. And what you actually did was truth. Yes. So okay. I feel like that goes into number two, like mm-hmm. the fact that you, regardless of what your watch is, you completed the workout and that's a win in itself. I this week, it's been a week. I'm still not even done day one. I started it on Tuesday and it's now Thursday and I didn't even finish the second set of what I was working on. So um, like that just goes into like how busy life is right now. And some weeks are going to be easier than others. Some days are going to be easier than others, but completing the workout is the win, not the watch results. Yeah. And I feel like we tend to like, look past that a lot because you know we're focused on how many calories you burned or how much you're sweating or how dead you're feeling and not just taking into account the fact that you did complete a workout is amazing and how you know there's so many other people that aren't doing that and the fact that you are super busy and have a lot going on and you're still able to prioritize that and get that in is like an incredible win and something that you should celebrate or like for me you know being able to get my workout done in the morning before anyone in the house wakes up is like amazing like Christmas morning it's like (laughs) the best feeling ever and you know we need to really celebrate these these things and things that you may feel are like smaller things because that's really what's going to help build momentum is celebrating all of these small wins it's kind of like the scale situation like we talked about a couple episodes ago it kind of equated to that, like it's a great reference point, but it's not end all be all. Mm-hmm. And so, like I guess for number three, um, what other things can we focus on instead of the results we watch? Yeah, so really focusing on your performance instead during your workout, and 
you know, were you able to lift more this week or this month during your workout? Or were you able to improve your form during your workout? Or did you do more weight? Or did you do more reps? Or did you do more sets? And not only is this like an indication that you're getting stronger because you're able to do more, which just in general, is just such a good feeling, like being able to lift more than you thought that you could. But what it means is that you are in turn going to see changes in your body because in order to really lose fat or put on muscle, we need to be doing more over time, whether that's increasing your weight, increasing your reps, increasing your sets, even improving your form, all of these things no matter how small these increases are, are going to add up over time to really get your body to a place where you want it to be. And focusing on those things instead of the calorie burn is just going to make exercise so much more enjoyable for you. So would you say that there's more value in focusing on calorie deficit versus calorie burn? in terms of consumption and then results? Um, Yeah. So if your goal is weight loss or fat loss, ensuring you're in a calorie deficit is the most important factor. And the thing is like, yes, doing more cardio or like burning more calories from your workout is going to add to that deficit. But like as busy moms, we don't have so much time to be working out for these long periods of time in order to just burn more calories. So it's typically easier to make adjustments to your food to ensure that you're in a calorie deficit And it's going to be a lot more efficient versus like trying to work out more and more just to try and burn more calories in order to achieve that calorie deficit. Makes sense. I feel like when you set up macros too, you always say like, don't adjust, don't make any adjustments for calorie burn. And so that's like easy to just say, nope, like this is my calorie intake. This is what I need to do to see the results that I want right now. And I'm not going to let the watch influence that fluctuation. Like when you're using my fitness pal or whatever, and it like adds back in, you can have, oh, you can have this many more now. Yeah. So when um, like I calculate macros for my clients, it takes into account um, your activity level and how much you're working out or just like, you know, the type of lifestyle you lead if you have an active job or where you're sitting all day. So it already takes all of that into account. So you don't have to worry about accounting for your calories burned during your workout. And it can turn into like this slippery slope because like we said with the first point, it's not 100% accurate. So you're trying to like calculate like, oh, I burned this many calories. So then I can eat this many calories of food and trying to like equal it out or trying to like do math with that. And then it just 
guess. But that calorie count is inaccurate, then right. you're now making that as a basis of a decision for your food consumption, and that's not necessarily reliable. Right. So it's can be inaccurate, and then it just like overcomplicates things. So just you know, focusing more on creating a calorie deficit with food is going to be the most efficient way most of the time. Okay, so number four, if you are only focused on that calorie burn, it's going to leave you feeling defeated or beating yourself up. So maybe you see how many calories you burn during your workout and you didn't burn as many calories you did during a previous workout or you didn't burn as many calories as you feel like you quote unquote should have. So now you're feeling like I didn't work hard enough during that workout. Even if you like during the actual workout, you it was hard and you felt like you were working really hard. And then you see that calorie burn. It's so you're you can be so quick to just be like, Ugh, I guess I just didn't try hard enough. So either, you know, you're gonna end up pushing yourself to work out more because you're gonna feel like you need to burn more calories or like make up for that, or maybe you're going to start eating less because you didn't burn as many calories as you thought you would. Um, And then you're just going to end up burning out because you're going to be working out too much or not eating enough. So you're just not going to be feeling good. Um, Or maybe you're just going to think like, oh, I didn't burn as many calories as I thought I was going to. So you know, that wasn't a good workout. It was just pointless. So, you know, what's really the point in working out at all or um, like equating that with food too? Like, oh, my workout was crappy. Like, you know, whatever, screw it. I'm just going to eat whatever because my workout sucked anyway or whatever it is. So it can go both ways. Like, either getting into this like screw it mentality or pushing you to really push your body past its limits with either working out too much or not eating enough. Um, And just really just you end up being super hard on yourself and it's just a number. And we're putting again, like with the scale, like we talked about, like so much weight into this calorie number when we could be putting our focus on more productive things that are going to make us feel better. I have a good example. So whenever I would do your workouts, I would always put my Fitbit in workout mode. And I felt like I had to do that in order for it to like, quote unquote, count. But I kind of like, either my Fitbit was dead, and so I wasn't wearing it, or I forgot to start it. And I kind of like, organically got out of the habit. But I'm looking back through my exercise history and with Fitbit, like sometimes it will auto recognize like a activity and then log it as a sport or some type of workout. So back in February, I think was the last time I actually logged something as a workout and it was 33 minutes and I burned 122 calories. So that was like the workout I logged. And then I guess I went for a walk later that day. 
and I went for a 24 minute walk and burned 143 calories. So if I was only looking at that, I would say, hmm, okay, I burned more calories walking and it took less time to do it. So that must be like the preferred exercise, but it's not changing body composition. It's not like continuing that burn afterwards. Like, so it, it's just super misleading. And these are like back to back in the same day. Mm-hmm. So I just thought yeah. that's No, that's, that's awesome. That's like cool that you, you had the, your data backed <laughs> obsession. <laughs> yeah, I love it. And that's like one thing too, that reminds me, like when I first got my Apple watch, I didn't realize, I like had no idea how to use it. And I didn't know you had to like put it into like workout mode to log that as like your move goal or um your exercise. And I was getting like so frustrated because during my strength training workout, it literally like wouldn't pick up anything I was doing as like activity. But if I was walking on the treadmill, it picked that up as like an activity. So, you know, it can it can be super misleading and thinking like, oh, I'm just, you know, going to walk, which is fine. Like moving is better than not doing anything. But if you are truly wanting to really see muscle tone and change your body composition and lose fat, then strength training is really vital for that. And what I love about it, and this is off topic, like I'm not exhausted. Like, Mm -hmm. yes, like there are things about it that can be exhausting, but I don't typically walk away from a workout feeling like so depleted and drained. I feel like stable and well, energized these days is a bit of a stretch, but for the most part, like stability, equilibrium, and like solid versus shaky and all the other things that come with like over strenuous cardio. I mean, I know that that's great for some people. It's not for me. Yeah. And I'm going to, I'm going to give myself a shameless plug right now because like, that's how I intentionally design the workouts and, you know, having a good um, amount of exercises and amount of sets of things, because a lot of times, even if you are strength training, a lot of times you're still doing way too much, too many sets of things, too many reps of things, too many different exercises, like 10 exercises per workout. And it's just too much. And it's for that. Like, yeah, it's just too much. And it's just going to leave you not feeling good. So when I design my workouts, they're designed in a way exactly like Aaron said to leave you feeling good, leave you feeling empowered, leave you feeling accomplished so that you can like bring that feeling with you throughout the rest of your day instead of feeling like, oh my God, that workout killed me. I'm dead. Like then you're feeling like you can't do anything else because you're so tired and exhausted and sore and your body is run down. Okay. So lastly, um, with strength training, 
The other thing is like when it comes to seeing those calories that you burn during your workout, after the workout, you continue to burn more calories, which like, again, your your watch doesn't really account for. Um, and where, you know, with cardio, after after that workout is done, then the calorie burn kind of like stops. Yes, you're still burning calories because that's just what your body does with like your daily movement and, you know, um, things that you're doing throughout the day. But with strength training, you continue continue to burn even more calories after that, which our watches don't really take that into account if you're not in like, quote unquote, workout mode. Like, I wish I understood the science behind that better. I guess like there's things that I don't want to say like happening like under the radar, but like if watches and like the, whatever these things called trackers, like pick up cal or base calorie burn based on heart rate, maybe Mm -hmm. like that I can jive, but like, there's clearly something happening under the radar when your heart rate isn't elevated. Mm -hmm. That is clearly very effective. So it's like the most effective stuff is not registering. It's happening behind the scenes and that's where you see the most change. So it's so funny that we put the emphasis on flashy, like, Mm -hmm. oh, the calorie burn, but that's not where change is really happening or as sustainable or as quickly, I would say. Right. Yes. No, completely agree. I love that. I love how you eloquently said that. (laughs) Uh, so I'm going to throw in a couple little bonus, a little bonus tips too, when it comes to like your Apple watch, smartwatch. Um, so like we were kind of talking about earlier with 10,000 steps, like I think the Fitbit is like automatically set up to 10,000 steps. I remember that too. It would like do like fireworks or something once you hit 10,000 steps. Um, Even like our, uh, we used to get these things through works. It was like Virgin Health Miles or something. That's how like the program started. And they like set the precedent of 10,000 steps. Mm-hmm. Like that was what you had to get in order to get like your bonuses and cash back, whatever. Um, so it's not even just, well, maybe it's just the, the standard, the default standard, but like work kind of enforced that too, which I think is interesting. Yeah. So Yes, it's like 10,000 steps is, can be a good marker, but, you know, maybe just your life right now isn't like equipped to get in 10,000 steps per day. If you're, you know, someone who is super busy at work and sitting in your desk a lot, yes, it's good to try and like get up from your desk and move your body, but we want to get in more steps, but maybe 10,000 isn't actually like a realistic goal for you right now. And now again, maybe you're feeling like, realistic like goals. what? Realistic goal? I don't think that's a word. <laughs> I don't think it's, it's a word either. <laughs> what was I going to say? Realistically or realistic? Just, I think just realistic. Okay. Yeah. A real realistical. I said it again. <laughs> uh, okay, realistic. 
That's a word. Yes. (laughs) It may, 10,000 may not be realistic for you. And that's okay. Maybe, you know, maybe even just like 6,000 steps is your goal right now, or 8,000 steps is your goal right now. Um, And trying not to just do 10,000 just because you, again, feel like that's like how many steps you should be taking. Wait, I'm going to throw another curveball because I said I've got this peddler and I freaking love it. Like it gets my heart rate up. It keeps me moving, but it doesn't register any steps. It registers like the zone minutes and stuff. So that's like movement that I'm doing that's not getting picked up. It's not getting step count. So like is step, like are steps really something to focus on or like how did you, how do you translate the pedaling into count when it's not getting picked up and like still mentally get credit for that? Yeah. And I think that's where it can be like, I'm going to say like a mind fuck, (laughs) you know, you're (laughs) working, but it's not registering at steps and you're putting all this weight on how many steps you're taking. And even if you did like do that work you're doing on the peddler. Now you're still feeling like that's not enough because you didn't hit that step goal. And like the same thing, I think um, like if you're on a treadmill, it will register steps. But if you're doing like a the stair master stair mill or maybe like an elliptical, I think it doesn't register that as any steps either. So it's like you're putting all this weight into it, but you know, it's not, really super you know accurate of your performance well yeah the whole yeah yeah okay and then the last thing i will say which i'm happy you said that said this now about you not putting your watch in exercise mode because you know even if you're not wearing your watch your calories that you're burning, your steps that you're taking, they still count. And, you know, it still counts. Performance that you're, yeah, like achieving the progress that you're making, all that still counts. Yeah. Cause I know, like, I've done this in the past and I know I'm there's, super. yeah, like many women who, like, I used to be like, mad at myself when I forgot to wear my watch during my workout and like, just feel like annoyed and almost feel like again, like it didn't, it didn't really count towards my, you know, the overall picture, which is just silly. Right. (laughs) Because instead of like you're left fixating on this quote unquote performance that you can't, that isn't tangible to see and you're neglecting to focus on the, how you feel, which is really the whole point of exercise. Yes. Well, it should be. It should be focus on how you're feeling and just, um, you know, as a mom, knowing that you are just doing something for yourself or you are solely focused on you and doing something to just better yourself is just such a good feeling. Completely. Okay. You want to give us some action steps, E? Of course I do. <laughs> so pretty easy, kind of like the scale. Um, just kind of sit back, reflect, and evaluate how your relationship with your smartwatch is in your life. 
Is it productive or is it toxic? Are you relying so heavily on it and stressing about it that it's taking away from your mental performance and your ability to focus on other things and be present? Um, and if that's the case, maybe you need a break. Maybe you need to adopt what I did. Stop putting it in mode. Stop like using that as like gospel Bible for your performance and focus on measurements or uh, the weights that you're able to lift week over week. So figure out a better performance metric for this point in time if you have that unhealthy relationship. Yes. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And also if you love your Fitbit or love your Apple watch or love something else that's in this tracking realm, let us know because we're always looking for new devices. We are. Yes. Let us know. We want to know, like, are you wearing a watch? What watches you're wearing? And we always want you to DM us, share with us, like, if you, even if you're just, like, resonating with anything that we're saying, if you are loving it or you want to hear us talk about whatever you want to hear us talk about, we want to hear from you. It means so much to us to have you on this journey. And together, we hope we can make mom life a little bit easier for you one episode at a time. As always, never hesitate to DM us on Instagram at Mom Tales and Cocktails Podcast with your mom tales. And don't forget to follow here. And we will see you on the next episode.